All right, so we're back again with another brand new Rugby Muscle podcast. I'm your host as always, TJ. I am a strength and conditioning coach who specializes in strength and conditioning and nutrition with rugby players. I've been doing so for 10 to 15 years at this point. And across the podcast, across the YouTube channel, you will have seen me give lots of in-depth and broad information as to what rugby players should be doing with their nutrition, with their fitness, what they should be doing to get the most out of their performance. Today is a little bit more of a light-hearted and simpler sort of companion episode. Primarily, I wanted to make sure that I got one out this week. I do want to do another one in depth this week, but if I don't have the time... At least I'm sticking to making sure I get this done every single week. And of course, you'll have read the title of this podcast. It is Lessons from 15-Year-Old TJ, or my 15-Year-Old Self, and what I can take away from that. So a little bit of background into this. Back when I was a kid, I was I was a chubby kid, man. I was a, I was a proper fat kid, and I got into rugby essentially because I was too fat for football. My older brother played football. I played football by default. I played actually a bunch of sports, but I played football on a quite a successful team. And it got to the point where towards the middle of primary school, so I don't know what age that is. That must be like 10, 11, 12, something like that. I was not playing as much. I was mostly on the bench because my team was really good. Shout out to Henry Lansbury, who's on my team. He's the only one actually from that team. I think they made it professional. There might have been a couple others that actually went professional football, which is insane. That's not the point. The point was that I was a chubby kid and they didn't want the chubby kid playing because clearly I wasn't as good. And my dad was like, okay, you need to like play a sport where you're still playing. Because I was fat, he had a mate at work that was like, oh, your kid's fat. He should go play rugby. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it wasn't exactly like that, but that's kind of really what it was about. And so I went to rugby, I showed up and I, and I loved it. This would have been about probably 11 or 12 years old, something like that, maybe younger. I can't actually remember the date. So just this is sort of a, a, a blurry timeline, but a timeline nonetheless. So I started playing rugby and I made, you know, they had the team I went to, they had two teams where, you know, one was just everyone can play and then one was actually fairly competitive. And within a few weeks, I made the competitive team because I understood the game well. I like was always a bit of an athlete. Not like amazing, but I just understood the game. And I guess I think I was relatively athletic, but it was more about the understanding of the tactics and how to play the game and how to solve the problem that is rugby. And so, yeah, I made the first team of that team quite quickly. They weren't really a very good team within my region, but, you know, I got regular. I was playing every weekend. I enjoyed it. And that was it. I was one of the better players on the team as the years went. I still played loads of other sports, but rugby became the, the main one because I was quite good at it. I ended up being like the captain of my team. And that was it. Never really entertained the idea of going to an academy or, or trying to push this further. Never really entertained the idea of being a professional because I didn't really know what that entailed. Like my dad never pushed me. He always, he recently told me that like he never thought about like, you know pushing as hard as you could to to reach the highest level he just thought sport is about playing sport with your mates and so he, that's why he never really pushed me to take up opportunities that were available to kids at the time 
opportunities of which there are even more and more and more so these days with the professionalism that now is in England, English rugby. Anyway, I got put forward to the county team and, you know, because I was one of the best players in my team and this is probably when I was like 13 or 14, whenever they first started doing county teams, I got put forward and it was there that I realized that there was a lot more to rugby than, than, than I realized. Like I didn't know pub, I didn't know private schools. If you're listening from anywhere else in the, outside of the UK, private schools are called public schools. I don't know why it doesn't really make sense, but it's the private schools where there is a big focus on rugby and a lot of them will train most days and a lot of them will, will lift and they'll be fit, you know, and, and they'll, they'll take it seriously. I had no idea that that existed at the time. I was, I just went to my club team and I, my school kind of played rugby, but not really. It got to the point where I was like second row for my team on the weekend and I was fly half for my school because I was the only one that knew how, what to do. So when I got to County, I realized that there's a lot more like going on with rugby and, and I could push it, but I was not doing anywhere near enough. And I, you know, if I wanted to excel and play the best rugby and, and make this County team, cause I, I thought, you know, I'd never gotten to a level with rugby that I couldn't deal with. And I was like, okay, I just need to get fit. I didn't know anything about lifting, like nothing. I didn't know anything about protein out, outside of like science lessons telling you, protein and the building blocks of the body or something like that. Like, I didn't know what protein was as far as food goes. I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know how to train. I didn't, I didn't know anything about like th- what I preach these days of rubbing muscle, not even like an awareness of this existence. All I knew was that I had a few mates that, that made the rugby team. I thought I was better than them. I thought maybe the only thing that was holding me back was my fitness. Like a couple of my mates were a little bit faster couple of them just got lucky to make the team and I thought well what can I do to 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 play rugby to play this high level of rugby get fit so the only way I knew to do that was running I knew that if I ran I would get fitter so what did I do I ran Monday to Friday I got home from school I put on some training clothes just whatever random like nylon Nike stuff it was and I ran I think sometimes I didn't even wash those clothes because my mom didn't even know. I just would put them, I'd take them off and put them back up. I don't think I showered when I came home from a run, but every day I went, I got home from school. I changed out of my school uniform and I went for a run. Sometimes I probably even ran less than 1K. Like I ran around like the block and then that was it. Some days, some days I got ambitious and ran, you know, three to 5K. I don't think I ever ran more than 5K because I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I just went out for a run. And I did that for three to four months. I basically ran every single day. And I look at this experience as pretty life-changing. And I think the lessons I can impart from this are, are what I'm going to go through now. So first things first, is, is something is important, you'll do it every day. Obviously, I didn't think about overtraining. I didn't know what overtraining was. I didn't know what training was. Obviously, because I've already just said, I, I you know, some days I ran like a K. Like I wasn't overtraining. I just did it every day and it wasn't something I thought about. I didn't worry about overtraining. I didn't worry about undertraining. I just thought this is important to me. So I'm going to do it every day. That also leans into my second lesson, the, the power of routine. So I think of it like this. If something is in a routine, it will routinely get done. Sounds really obvious, but allow me to elaborate, right? This is important. 
it doesn't if something is in your routine it doesn't take up last place on the priority list and and get done because it suits you it's in the routine so it gets done it doesn't even take first place on your priority list you know so if something comes up it's i can skip it and it's not a disaster it's just something that i try and do as part or that i do as part of my routine if for example i had to go away for a school trip and i didn't come home like i didn't run it didn't matter because it was part of my routine the next day that never happened. And actually, because it was a routine, less stuff comes up. If something's like low on your priority list, you're always going to find more and more things that get in the way of doing you know, that which should be your routine. So I think that's something that you should really bear in mind. The power routine is huge. It's what you should be doing when you go to the gym. It should be something that you put into your schedule and then you do week in, week out, no matter what. You don't do it when you feel good. Likewise, you don't do it like you don't go to the gym at midnight because everything's come up and if you don't go to the gym, it's a disaster. That's not how you should look at it either. Gym should be part of your routine. Training should be part of your routine. And that was something that I intuitively did as a 14 or 15 year old. Next thing is the power of not worrying about results. Another huge lesson. Um, and I think, again, something that I intuitively knew, but again, once the more you know, the more this stuff gets in the way. Like I didn't have a way to test myself. I didn't even take a watch out with me and monitor times. I didn't know, I have no idea, like looking back how long I took, you know, I didn't have a way to test to see if I was improving. I didn't look in the mirror to see if I was getting abs yet or if I looked better. I didn't even stand on a scale to know how many stone I was at the time. I had no idea how many stone I was at the time. Now I stand on the scale often, but that's completely different, right? And I do it in kilos. I didn't, back then I did stone. I I had no idea, right? I just went out and ran. And that was it. I didn't think about anything else. I didn't think about, am I getting results fast enough? Oh my God, I've been running for two weeks. Am I better yet? Can I stop? No, I just was like, okay, I'm going to go home from run, get home from school and I go running. That's it. And I just went out and ran because I did that for three to four months. I got a lot better. If I'd have tried to measure my progress after like one month because of what I was doing, it probably wasn't that good. It wasn't that much, you know, and I probably would have thought, ah, this, this probably isn't worth it. And I probably would have given up, you know? So, the power of not worrying about results is something, again, you can apply this to your gym. If you're not, like, if you just execute day in, day out, and you don't have to worry about the results that you're getting within the next few weeks, you don't have to worry about the results that you're getting at all, right? You don't need that validation. You just have to execute. The results will come. The results will, you know, that, that will just, it will just, you're just waiting for time to catch up with you at that point because you're already doing what's necessary. You know that. And so the results will come. If you're constantly worried about the results, you're not in line with that. You're not putting yourself in a position to continue to execute. Because obviously, even once you've got the results, you still have to keep going to maintain. So why worry about getting to the results It's unless it's something that you want to get to the results so that you can stop doing what you're doing that got you the results and then you don't end up keeping the results. So it all ends up being pointless anyway. Don't be like that. Don't worry about the results. Worry about the routine that gets you the results and focus relentlessly on that. And then the final point, not knowing is magic. Or is it or is it worrying about knowing? I basically didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know if it was optimal. I didn't worry about if it was optimal. I mean, I didn't know what optimal was. So like, how could I have worried about whether what I was doing was perfect? I didn't have access. I don't I think I had, I must have had access to the internet, but... I didn't know I could access training information on the, I didn't know training information existed on the internet. You know, I didn't know that there are a million different 
workouts to try. Maybe there were probably only a few hundred at a time. Now there are literally are millions of different workouts, millions of different exercises for you to try, and all of which the stuff that you've been told that you must do. This is ridiculous. And because I didn't have the internet, I didn't have access to all this nonsense, all this really good knowledge, like all well-intentioned, all trying to help you 99.9% of the time, it's, it's genuine people trying to help you maybe they don't know better or maybe they do maybe even if it's even if it was all great advice it can still get in the way right because like if i if i had had access and uh, tried to work out my my the best plan for myself back then like i don't know if i'd have gotten better results or if my results would have been worse because probably what i would have done right more than anything was just gotten overwhelmed and i would have ended up like just saying, oh, this isn't perfect, this isn't perfect, and never gone anywhere. I've uh, just gotten overwhelmed and either never started or started for a week and then switched up and, and never really got going and ended up spinning my wheels. But because I did get started, I did execute, you know, day in, day out, week in, week out for three to four months, I got into the county side as a 16-year-old in the Hearts, Hertfordshire under-18s team. I then played the next year as a regular starter and then I went into the under 20s and I was captain. And because of this stuff, I was able to grow as a player, grow as a person, grow my confidence with the, my rugby abilities. And essentially, you know, live. I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that three to four month period where I just went out and ran every day. That part of my life is was an important leading factor into what became my rugby career. And even though that routine was so far from perfect... Like, I, I couldn't change it because I, I wouldn't be sat here chatting to you doing what I do. And I wouldn't have had, I mean, and I wouldn't have this podcast episode. <laughs> so, you know, take that for what it's worth. It's it's interesting to, to look back on these things. And it's interesting for me to look back and realize, even though a lot of what I was doing, and even, especially this was nonsense, there are always really good lessons that I still have to keep relearning day in, day out to this day. And reflecting on this, there's some things that I want to implement. There's some things that I want to make sure I implement with my clients. And hopefully you took something out of that. If you did, let me know in the comments below. If you've been enjoying the return of this podcast, once again, five-star reviews, both on Spotify, but also on Apple Podcasts. They are massive to helping this podcast grow. Share it with a mate that wants to improve themselves. And also, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, give it a thumbs up and we're doing a live YouTube next week, next Friday, or this coming Friday, if you're watching this at the, the day it's being released. Whatever, the, the next coming up, coming Friday, the second Friday of every month, we will be doing a live Q&A. So if you want to have your question answered, pop it in the community tab. There's a, a feed there, or just pop it in the comment below. Actually, pop it in a comment below. Just give a comment below because it helps out the algorithm, helps grow this Robin Muscle YouTube channel. Hopefully you enjoyed that one. A little bit different. Um, not so much this is exactly what to do, but a lot more of a philosophical way of thinking that I think, you know, you can agree that sometimes naivety and what I did as a 15-year-old actually was magic and you could learn a lot from it. So hopefully you did. I'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you so much for listening.